Hi, this is Tony Lloyd. Interviewing people for many years has made me realize that everyone has a life story to tell. Be they sad, amazing, or even inspirational, I want to bring as many human stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts. Human Stories with Tony Lloyd. This time on Human Stories, I'm talking to singer, songwriter, musician, teacher, mother, and a whole load of other things, the one and only Amber Anderton. So Amber, welcome to Human Stories. Thank you so much for talking to me. And um, uh, how are you, first off? Let's be polite. I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for asking. (laughs) No problem. So as I said, you're a singer, a songwriter, a musician, a teacher, and a busy mother as well. Um, How do you fit all that in your life? Um, It can be a bit of a challenge, but I am fairly organised and I write lots of lists. And I think that's the key really to success, having a a good calendar and a list system, yes. (laughs) Okay, fantastic. Okay, I know somebody else who's a bit like that as well. She's uh, not too far Uh away from this studio. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so uh, let's talk about um, your music career. How did you get into uh, music in the first place and how old were you when it it all started? Well, I started writing songs when I was about 11. Um, I can't say they were particularly high quality and uh, I won't be sharing any of those anytime soon. (laughs) But uh, I don't know, I, I I just really wanted to to write songs and I mean, my dad wrote a lot of poetry and I think I got a lot of inspiration from him um but no one else in my family was particularly musical it wasn't as if there was songwriting going on around me but I am um, you know I, I loved Kylie Minogue when I was 11 and I decided I, I wanted to be like her and so I started writing some songs whether or not she wrote her songs I have no clue but anyway um yeah so that's how it all started to begin with and I just kept going with it really and did some singing at school and and uh, yeah, just carried on writing, and it went from there, I suppose. So, how many songs do you think since you're eleven that you've written? Oh my goodness, I don't know. Probably, oh, I don't know. I suppose it would be yes, maybe a hundred, really? or there must be in the hundreds. I would have thought. Well, I mean, depends if you count kind of scraps of an idea or a completed song. Um, but yeah, quite quite a lot, I think. And um, what were your musical influences? Were there any particular artists that uh, inspired you? Well, as I said, when I was that age, it was probably uh, Kylie Minogue. Kylie. You know, New Kids on the Block uh, were my early inspirations. And then I, I moved through liking bands like Guns N' Roses and Skid Row into uh, Blur and Pulp in the sort of Britpop phase. And then uh, nowadays, my biggest inspiration is Frank Turner, who's an amazing singer-songwriter. He has a band as well. Uh, another band called Coco and the Butterfields and also a band called the Indigo Girls who are an American duo, uh, two women who sing and play guitar and they do amazing harmonies. So probably those three are my, my current inspirations, I would say. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, what instruments do you play? I've seen you play the guitar. That's right. Well, when I was a child, I learned to play the flute. I don't really know why. My mum said one day when I was about seven, I just told her I'd like to learn the flute. So I did. Uh, so that was my first instrument, really. And I can sort of flash out a few chords on the piano as well, uh, guitar. And uh, at one point I did try taking up the trumpet, but it didn't last very long. I wasn't really a natural with the trumpet. So we moved away from that quite quickly, which was um, to the uh, real benefit of those in my household, I think. Okay. Um, you mentioned to me earlier before we started that, um, that you have a, a chronic illness. Can you explain to me about that? 
Yeah, that's right. So um, back in 2014, at the beginning of 2014, I started getting sort of strange pain in my feet and my hands and I felt really poorly and tired all the time. I didn't really know, you know what on earth was going on, really. And uh, I went to the doctor a few times and they kept telling me it was a variety of different things and that it would go away. And uh, it just didn't go away. And eventually a doctor referred me to a rheumatologist who said that he was fairly sure that I'd got rheumatoid arthritis. Um, my dad had it, actually. And uh, I didn't know much about it, even though my dad had had it. And, um, yeah, it was it was a real blow. I think anyone telling you that you've got a disease that will be with you for the rest of your life is not a great moment in anyone's existence. No, really. of course. Uh, so, yeah, and so, you know, it has been a struggle on and off, I suppose, over the last sort of six years with various different medications and periods of being okay and periods of not really being okay. But I think you learn to live with it and you do have uh, a new normal that you find and you find, you know, coping strategies. And certainly I found even more resilience than, than I thought I had um, since it's all happened. And, you know, it has inspired my songwriting, I would say, as well. I've got a song called Warrior, um, which is about kind of being a fighter and keeping going when times get tough. Well, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> Are you psychic? As, you're psychic as well. Uh, yes. So was, how, how does it, you know, you mentioned you've written a song about it. I was going to say, does the struggle with uh, your problem affect your writing and does it bias your writing in any way? Obviously it does with that song you just mentioned. Yeah, so that particular song was written about sort of, you know, the moment of finding out um, and what I decided to do about it. And I think when, when something like that happens, you know, you've got two choices, really, I suppose. You can let it define you and you can be beaten down by it. And certainly there are times where I have been beaten down by it. I think it's hard not to be at times. Mm. Um, but the other option really is to be a fighter, you know, and, and be resilient. And so that's what I've tried to do. And so the song Warrior is all about that. Uh, I've also got a, a tattoo on my right wrist with an arrow that's sort of linked to the whole warrior kind of um, idea. And I think, I mean, there's a couple of other songs that I've got some, um, I've taken some inspiration from it as well. So my dad wrote a poem called The Prisoner, which was about him feeling quite trapped. He developed Parkinson's disease as well. He felt really trapped inside his own body. But in the song, he says, you know, it says through these prison bars, I see the liberty denied to me. But he says that even though he feels trapped, he still sees all the beauty in the world. And so I wrote that poem into a song about how, you know, you can always find that beauty in the world and and see the brilliant things and find something good even when times are really, really difficult, I think. So, so yeah, so it certainly influenced me um, quite a lot. I think, you know, hard times often do influence things like songs and poems and mm. stories and art and things. You're listening to Human Stories with me, Tony Lloyd, and in this episode I'm talking to Amber Anderton, who's a musician, uh, about her life and about how she overcame her chronic illness. Um, how about performing? I mean, have you, do you do gigs and have you done gigs? So when I was younger, I, I did a spate of gigs. And then today when I have kids and I moved around quite a bit and I just kind of stopped performing for a while. I used to do some musical theatre as well and I just didn't do it for quite a long time. And then a few years ago, I decided I'd give it another go. So I just started going to open mic nights where I used to live in um, sort of the, the very east of Sussex and a bit into Kent. And through that, I met some really lovely people and made some contacts and started getting um, slots at gigs and 
for a while I was doing gigs at, at different restaurants, which was really fun. Um, and uh, even getting paid, which is incredible. Mm. Um, that, was, that was good. Um, so, yeah, so I was doing gigs fairly regularly. I'm a teacher as well, so I had to kind of fit it all in, as, mm. as we were saying before. Um, but it was lovely to, to make all those contacts and I had a real community of people. Recently, I've moved up to Oxfordshire and I have yet to do a gig up, up here in this neck of the woods. But I'm hoping during the summer to perhaps get out to some open mic nights and start mm. that process again, especially with my new album. Um, I have done some, some live Facebook gigs, actually, because uh, at the moment we are in the, the period of time where we've been told by the government to stay at home. So I thought that uh, doing some gigs live on, on Facebook is such mm. a great opportunity. I've mm. been doing some marketing on Facebook and found some like-minded people who like the music. So that is another way to go. And some artists actually do everything from home nowadays and, and never go touring, which is mm. um, quite an interesting way of approaching things. Yeah, I think that's probably the way everything's going to go a little bit. Um, uh, how about uh, other people? Are other people um, singing your songs? Have you written, you know, it presumably it'd be lovely to sort of write a song for somebody very famous. It would be indeed. I mean, again, these days it's much easier to get a publishing deal. Um, you can sign up with a publisher who will then collect your royalties for you. So um, that's great. But to actually get your song in front of somebody is, is pretty difficult, mm. um, I would say. In terms of other people singing my songs, um, I have had a couple of people, which has been really nice. So uh, some friends of mine, their son's a, a great singer and, and guitar player. He must be, he's about 18 now, 19. And uh, he asked my permission if he could sing one of my songs at a gig he did, which I thought was really great. And I said, oh, you don't need my permission. And, but he did because he needed the chords. So I taught him how to play it. And it was, it was lovely, you know, that other people um, want, to, uh, want to get to know how my songs go really mm. but maybe one day maybe one day you know i can get the indigo girls to sing one of my songs that would be a, a dream <laughs> okay that would be fantastic yeah well let us know if that happens i will okay um what advice would you give to um people uh like you who are musicians and uh, writing their songs and trying to get somewhere in the music business what what advice could you give those i would say with writing uh, keep writing don't don't kind of dismiss a song that you don't think's good because first of all it might be good and you just don't have faith in it so play it to your friends see what your friends think um or your family and get some feedback and just keep writing and, and keep listening to music all the time that you like because that will inspire you i would also say these days having an online presence is absolutely key and actually you don't need a record deal to make it you can bypass all of that through um taking a course in something like facebook marketing and uh, or you know youtube something like that and if you market your stuff in the right way actually you can end up getting a really nice following and perhaps selling a bit of merch getting a few gigs and having a having a decent fan base and i know a few bands that have gone from uh, from nothing really to having that that solid fan base and making a living from it and they, they won't be bands that you've heard of that were on radio one but they are still making that living and they've still got lots of fans who love their music that's very interesting. Where can people hear your songs? Because now we've we've uh, wet everybody's appetite now about uh, your music and your, your your nice songwriting and everything else. Where can we get where we can get hold of it? So uh, there's two main ways. So the first thing would be to go to my website, which is simply amberanderton.com, and on there there's lots of links and information and some songs and and so on. 
The other way is to go to my Facebook page. And actually, if you send a message to my Facebook page, you can sign up to receive my album for free on there. So uh, my chat bot or Facebook Messenger will deliver you uh, the songs over a few days. And then at the end, you get the opportunity, if you want to, to get a CD or a badge or a you know, bridge magnet that says Amber Anderton. But you don't have to, you know, receiving the album that way is for free. And uh, I am also on Spotify. My, my last EP, which is called One Step Closer, is on Spotify as well. That's amazing. Brilliant. Okay, well, we'll make sure that uh, when this podcast is uh, broadcast, then we'll, we'll include your website for you as well. Um, how about uh, radio plays? Um, so I was very, I've been very lucky actually to be on a few radio shows. So um, first of all, obviously your good self, you were kind enough to play my track. I think more than once on your uh, your Sunday show, which was um, brilliant. So thank you so much for that. And uh, also I've been, I've done a thank you. I've done a, a couple of live sets on hospital radio before. Mm-hmm. Um, so one in Crawley, which was brilliant. And also Hailsham FM, I've been on there doing a, a little live set, uh, which is it's quite nerve-wracking being live on the radio, I will say. Uh, and lastly, I was really lucky um, last summer to be on BBC Radio Kent. They had a uh, sort of local artist session once a week, and I was lucky enough to be chosen to go on there. And that was fantastic to be interviewed on there and, mm. and sing live. Mm. So, yeah, I've had a few. I have also uploaded, I sort of regularly try and upload to BBC Introducing and I hope at some point a producer will take pity on me. (laughs) (laughs) Or be blown away by your talent. Yes, yes, the second one. Yeah, let's be positive. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Fantastic. Okay, well, that's uh, really lovely to talk to you. Wish you all the best for the future. Um, I know you're very busy because of all the different things you're doing and you've got some children to attend to and everything else and probably another couple of songs to write before you go to bed course <laughs> so thank you for talking to human stories amber anderton thank you thank you human stories is a free podcast with no fees paid to contributors in the hope that they'll somehow inspire and help other people get in touch if you've got a story to tell if you or your organization would like a professional podcast series to get your message across contact me to chat about the very reasonable costs involved human stories with tony lloyd